The Georgia Senate race ends today. David Perdue goes up against the trust fund socialist John Ossoff, and Kelly Loeffler goes against the racist and anti-Semitic Raphael Warnock. The Senate prepares uh, for certifying the presidential vote, and some are going to try and throw a wrench in the process from the Senate. And I can't believe this guy has been a pastor for over 40 years and doesn't know what this word means. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. It's going to be a really big week. First things first, uh, the Georgia Senate races are going on. Um, the Republicans need to win at least one Senate race in order to maintain a um, maintain a majority in the Senate. So far, it's looking like uh, they're both extremely close races. It's looking like David Perdue will actually beat out John Ossoff. Kelly Leffler looks like she's having a tough a run against Raphael Warnock, which makes like no sense. Raphael Warnock is an absolute nightmare. Um, <coughs> if we do not take at least one senator in Georgia, this could be an absolute disaster for the country for the next two years. Taxes will go straight up. Regulations will be put on. Um, the ACA will be kicked out again. With all the bullshit inside of it, uh, we'll be walking down a socialist path. Watch as the government tries to beat up the Constitution. We really need to win that Senate race. This is a really scary day. And already, there seems to be some hanky-panky at play in Georgia. They're already saying it could be two weeks before we know who wins these elections. I, it's just like, oh, God, here we go again. Now, I never would imagine, never would have imagined that uh, the state of Georgia could go blue. Georgia does have a Republican governor, but they elected, but now they elected uh, Joe Biden as president, and they elected, uh, there's a possibility they elect two senators who are Democrats. It's just incredible. If any, anyone in the world believes this election was fixed, I do. I'm one of these people. And um, I'm going to say something I've never said before. Joe Biden's not my president. I never said that about any president. But I think he, he took it illegally. I, I think it's just an absolute terror of what could actually happen to our government if we do not win those Senate seats. If we do win those Senate seats... We basically create a lame duck session for the next two years until the Republicans will win back the House and probably take more of the Senate. Because if you think Joe Biden is going to do anything good in this country in the next two years, you just absolutely wait. So we'll have to see. We'll talk about it again tomorrow. You can hear by my voice. I'm still going out of it. But tomorrow is also a big day. <coughs> it's um, when uh, the Senate will actually certify the vote for the presidential election. Now, there are several elect, uh, Republican senators that are actually going to contest the election. Those senators include Ted Cruz of Texas, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, James Lankford of Oklahoma, Steve Daines of Montana, uh, John Kennedy of Louisiana, Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, 
Mike Braun of Indiana, and Senators-elect Cynthia Loomis, Roger Marshall, and Bill Haggerty. This goes on top of Senator Hawley, who basically um, tried to sue to get everything stopped as far as the count. Now, is this something really bizarre? Not at all. Uh, it did happen in 1877. Um, they actually had to create an amendment. Uh, it was under the 12th Amendment, uh, where they talked about uh, people arguing about states' electors. Now, in 1877, this is when Rutherford B. Hayes actually went up against Charles Tilden. And you may recognize the date. It happened right after the Civil War. So this was kind of a... Um, this was kind of a, a really bad time. The South argued the South had issues with some of their their uh, votes because they believed that a lot of people after the Civil War were actually not voting or couldn't vote. So there was a lot of confusion. This also argued uh, this argument also happened in four states. In this case, um, you're talking about five or six states. So the chances are very unlikely. The chances is this is going to be very unlikely to do much of anything, but maybe just shine a light on the corruption or on the problems in this past election, especially when it comes to mail-in balloting, how the votes were counted, the machines. I don't think anything's going to change here. Okay, so Ted Cruz basically, he's actually spearheading this, said, um, quote, we do not take this action lightly. We are acting not to thwart the democratic process, but rather to protect it. He and the other 10 senators, quote, featured unprecedented allegations of voter fraud, violations, and lax enforcement of election law, and other voting irregularities. The 11 senators in a joint, in a joint statement said, Quote, in 1877, Congress did not ignore these allegations, nor did the media dismiss those raising them as radicals trying to undermine democracy. It has been suggested that Ted Cruz should be thrown in jail and actually hung as a treasonous traitor, uh, a treasonous traitor, as a traitor. Uh, so this is where that line comes from. Instead, Congress appointed an electoral commission consisting of five senators, five House members, and five Supreme Court justices to consider and res uh, resolve the disputed returns. Once the audit is completed, individual states would evaluate the commission's findings and could convene a special legislative session to certify a change in their vote if needed. So essentially what they're saying is, Let's take 10 days. Let's take a look at the certification in 10 days. And let's see what happens. And then we'll give it to the states, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, um, into these states, let the states determine if their votes should count, and then we move on. And after 10 days, that's it. Um, Mike Pence said he welcomed the investigation. Uh, he said, Vice President Pence shares the concerns of millions of Americans about voter fraud and irregularities in the last election. 
The vice president welcomes the efforts of members of the House and Senate to use the authority they have under the law to raise objections and bring forward evidence before the Congress and the American circle in the American um, people on January 6th. Many in my circles expected this. Uh, they believe that Trump's legal team is going to bring up some incredible evidence that he has not brought up in the last two months. Um, and it's going to make, this evidence is going to be so outright insane that it's going to make certification of this election impossible. When I asked why the Trump legal team waited so long, I get two answers. They respond by saying it, it's an extra month to look for the evidence, which kind of makes sense, and that the media uh, and other Democrats may wage a war on this new information, which actually makes more sense looking at the way the Democrats have been working. I was hoping to hear some of that evidence. Um, I haven't yet, and the certification's tomorrow. So I'm thinking it's probably more posturing than anything else. And we'll talk about this, because I'm not necessarily 100% for this. I also think it's waiting. Uh, it's just delaying the inevitable, that Trump is not going to be president on the 21st, I believe it is, is when the inauguration. <coughs> and it's just, it's, just more pandering. But even if it does go through and it is 10 days, things are going to go the way things go. Um, the chances of this are going to be, of overturning anything, are going to be rail thin. Though there was a very interesting article raised by this on by the Epoch Times uh, last week. I got this information from the Dan Bongino show. And I read it. And it makes absolute sense. It does make absolute sense. So let's, basically the Epoch Times discussed, and Epoch Times is a right-wing uh, newspaper. That's one that I actually um, subscribe to. And it talks about the constitutionality of this kind of vote. Uh, so according to the Epoch Times, the counting of votes is primarily governed by the 12th Amendment of the Constitution and the amended electoral count uh, count. Act. Now, the Electoral Count Act came after the 1877 election of Rutherford B. Hayes versus Tilden because the Constitution was just a tad bit iffy in that area. Uh, continuing from the Times, the Constitution simply states that the electors of each state have to meet, make their list of votes, quote, which they shall sign and certify, end quote, and send those uh, to the President of the Senate, which is the Vice President, Mike Pence. Quote, the President of the Senate shall, in presence of the Senate and House of Representatives, open all certificates and the votes shall be counted, the 1804 Amendment says. The Electoral Count Act of 1887, <coughs> currently known as U.S. Code, as, U, as 3 U.S. Code 15, establishes a procedure for how the votes are counted, how to raise objections, and how to resolve disputes. First, it says the vice president indeed presides over the proceedings. Then, it says the House and Senate leaders each designate two tellers. The VP opens the envelopes with the vote certificates and hands them to the tellers for counting. The tellers then read them out loud, count them, and hand them back to the VP to announce the results. Then, 
rather convoluted language, the law says the Congress members can object. At least one objection from each chamber is needed to trigger a separate vote by the House and the Senate to the objections. If both chambers agree, the objected voters are rejected. That's virtually out of the question given the Democrats' majority in the House. So there you go. So this is completely legal. There's nothing bizarre. It's going through a constitutional amendment and a constitutional law, uh, a law that says how these things are going to be counted. Ted Cruz and those other 10 can object to this. It's absolutely no problem with that. It's not treasonous. It's not stopping the president. It's not stopping uh, a president-elect Biden from being inaugurated on the 21st. It's just a legal challenge. But because this challenge needs to be approved by both the House and the Senate, it is extremely unlikely that this is going to actually do anything. And since there has been no evidence that of fraud, of mass voter fraud, and there's evidence of fraud, but it has to be enough evidence that says, well, we can overturn 100,000 votes in Pennsylvania or 50,000 votes or whatever it was in Pennsylvania. Since there doesn't seem to be that level of evidence, this is probably going to lead to a quick vote. It'll be rejected and it'll be moved on. Now, one of the things that a lot of folks have been saying incorrectly in the media is that Vice, Pres uh, Vice President Pence can overturn this election. That is not the case at all. Vice President Pence can only vote on either objecting or accepting the objections. At that point, if he accepts the objections, it would then go to a vote in the uh, in the House and the Senate, and then we already know that the House would never, uh, never vote to accept these objections. So that really doesn't lead to anything. So it isn't Mike Pence that's going to do this. There is a this, now. This is not the first time that objections have been done. They were done in the 2004 elections. They were done in the 2008 election. It was done in the 2016 election under Trump. And you'll remember who was the president of the Senate in 2016, it was uh, Joe Biden. And Joe Biden basically dismissed all of the objections. He did not go for any of the objections because there was no basis for him. If I was to guess what Mike Pence would do, he would um, acknowledge the objections and he would dismiss them because there has to be some evidence. And so far, we just haven't seen enough of the evidence. Now, what do I think about this? I think it's going to lead to nothing. I think it's just going to make the process look like it did in 2016. There's going to be a bunch of people objecting to it. Joe Biden will be president. Kamala Harris will be president three months from the 21st. Mike Pence has no power to do anything about this. He has no power to overturn the election. Thank God he shouldn't try. I think... Uh, tomorrow night or on the 7th, Donald Trump will probably have no no choice but to concede the election. I wish he would have he would have done it two weeks ago. 
because of the Georgia races, he's causing a lot of conflict in the Georgia races where Republicans don't even want to vote right now because they're so they're so upset about how this election went. And I understand why the election went bad and why they don't want to vote, but you have to. We have to get those senators in there. But I also think this is kind of a dangerous road to go down for Republicans. The states, right or wrong, should be able to certify their own votes without federal interference. This is this makes the Electoral College look weak. It's Republicans that right now that are actually saying that the Electoral College process may not be a great process. And it's Republicans who have benefited from the Electoral College more than anything. Since 1988, and I didn't know this, and I'm sure it might even go back further, the Republicans have never won a, um, a popular vote in the elections, which means, uh, is, or a, I'm sorry, H.W. Bush won the popular vote in 88. So they haven't won since 88. They lost it in 2000, 2004, and 2016. They have become presidents. You had George W. Bush and um, uh, Donald Trump losing the elections in the popular vote, but winning the Electoral College. I think it's very dangerous for Republicans to sit back and say, hey, the Electoral College doesn't work. Right? I think this is a very bad thing to do. And I I just, I don't like it. Listen, I'm not happy about the election. I think there was a lot of voter fraud. I have a problem with all the challenge, but I do have, I I, I have no problem with all the challenges by the the Trump legal team. I have no problem with all the challenges by the senators. I, John Hawley, I have no problem with him challenging the um, election. I have no problem with any of this. Nothing is going to come of it. I think Trump now would come better is there's a point where the fight has to end. We have other fights now that we need to maintain. We have to fight to get these senators. We're going to have to fight every BS thing that that, um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to do over the next two years. We're going to have to fight this social justice warrior crap We're going to have to fight for our freedoms and the Constitution. And if that means we have to just say, okay, President Trump is no longer president, we'll deal with it, and now we'll go over Biden, we need to look ahead. We can't keep looking behind because nothing is going to change. And it's, I'm just very worried about setting up something like this. Um, I'm very worried about these Georgia seats. I think we're definitely going to win one. I think it's very likely we're going to win one. I think it's less likely we're going to win two. But at least we can create a lame duck session and we need to fight. Now, we've got idiots like Demo- uh, rhinos like Rom- Mitt Romney and that the, the are not going to help things. But we do need to look forward. And if that means Trump, Trump has changed the Republican Party. He has done more in 12 years He's done more in four years than most presidents have done in eight, and I would even say twelve with uh, with that um, 
uh, with that guy in the 44. Okay. Uh, uh, Roosevelt. But I, I really think we need to move on and we're just going to need to prepare for what's going to happen in the next two years and stop looking behind. So here's a great story. If you thought that stupidity was going to end with 2020, nope, it didn't. Um, Representative Emanuel uh, Cleaver, who's an ordained United Methodist minister, opened the first session of the 117th Congress on Sunday by praying in the name of a Hindu god and twisting the word amen so that he could basically virtue signal about gender. This was absolutely incredible. Listen to this. May the God who created the world and everything in it bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. Peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen and a woman. Okay, let's go through some of just the stupidity in this whole thing. So he mentions, okay, the monotheistic God. He's talking about the Christian God, the Jewish God, Yahweh. Um, Why why a a Methodist minister can't just revert to God, I, I don't know. And then he brings up Brahma, who is the four-faced Hindu, who, according to um, the Encyclopedia Britannica, Brahma is a four-faced Hindu deity who was born from a golden egg and created the earth and all things on it. He was later believed to have come out of a lotus, of a lotus and emerged from the navel of Vishnu, another Hindu deity. Um, I don't know about you. Maybe I'm way off. I, why can't you name God, but you can name Brahma? How does that make sense? And we're going to get into this, because this, this just fries the crap out of me. This really does. Um, next, the word amen. And then he translated to amen and a woman. Um... Amen is actually Hebrew, and it means faithfulness and fidelity. It is a gender. It has it, it is anti. It has nothing to do with gender. It's a it's a Hebrew word. It's it's been around forever. It's good to see that the left can't get away from being stupid. And I think that's a great thing. Two reasons I I think that's a great thing. One, it's fun. It makes politics funny. I I personally think this was really funny. I think there's an underlying evil that I want to discuss. But it also, uh, really, this stupidity is going to get all these people kicked out of Congress. Yes, keep saying that. That's a great idea. 
the AOCs of the world, this idiot, uh, Warnocks, the Cleavers, the Ilhan Omars, keep talking like this. Keep with the social justice, virtue signaling. Because this is what all this was. This was pure virtue signaling. Don't tell me that this Cleaver didn't know what amen meant or where it came from. He's a freaking minister. And apparently he's been a minister for like 40 years. So that's where I think this is a great thing. Go ahead, Democrats. Keep doing this shit. Because, yeah, it'll work out for you in 2022. And let's not forget, we do have an election in 2022. So this is a good thing. But here's the underlying evil. First off, this is a direct attack on religion. You can't say God. You can't say the Judeo... I mean, even if you want to refer to it as a Judeo-Christian God, you have to say monotheistic God. And then you have to bring up some God from... I, I, nothing against India, but I mean, India also has a caste system. They've got some real issues in India. And their religion doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. I have studied uh, Hindu, the Hindu religion. I've also studied the Muslim religion. And this is not a, this is not a mainstream religion in the United States. But you can name Brahma, but you can't name the Judeo-Christian God? This is from a Methodist minister. Do you know why? It's not social justice. It's not politically correct to name the Judeo-Christian God. I'm surprised he didn't name Muhammad. I thought we'd hear that. But, I mean, well, uh, Muhammad is a prophet, but, or whoever the... Uh, whoever the Muslim God is. But, I mean, when you say monotheistic God, you're mentioning him, too. Let's not forget, Islam is actually just an offshoot of Judaism, just like Catholicism is actually an offshoot of Judaism, direct offshoot of Judaism. We're actually, Catholicism and Christianity is basically a sect of Judaism. That's what we are. That's why I don't understand why Christians, they say Christians hate Jews. That doesn't make any sense. We're actually, we believe in pretty much the same thing except for Jesus. And they still believe Jesus is a prophet. But this is a direct attack on Judeo-Christian principles. The other thing I can't stand is the just the twisting of language. Now, we see that all the time. We see that with gender, Right? We see that with gender. There is no such thing as a man and a woman. A man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. And there are 12,000 different uh, genders out there. No, there isn't. There's one gender. There's two genders. Man, woman, period. It's biology. You can't argue with it. They keep saying, oh, scientifically. I, I watch a, a YouTube vi a video where um, people like Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens are arguing with people that, and, and Steven Crowder are arguing with people who say there's like an unlimited number of genders and they say, no, that's not science. Well, scientists say, no, scientists don't say that. Scientists say there's an XX chromosome and an XY chromosome. XY is male, XX is female. That's it. And if you cut your, your thing off, 
doesn't change the fact that your XY is suddenly an XX. It doesn't change. We've got to stop. This is the crap that needs to stop. We have to stop messing with language. Merry Christmas, for example. I said Merry Christmas all year. And I said Merry Christmas because, you know, and I've got a Jewish uh, son-in-law. I'll say Happy Hanukkah. If you're a Kwanzaa person, for whatever reason, I'll say Happy Kwanzaa. But I'm not going to sit there and say Happy Holidays. It's not my holiday. My holiday is Christmas. Merry Christmas. If your holiday is Hanukkah, I've had people when I've said Merry Christmas, oh, I'm Jewish. Oh, Happy Hanukkah. I will actually just go with that. We cannot stop this changing of religion, especially a woman, a man. When we start changing the definitions of language, I can't stand that. Especially me studying literature and some linguistics in college. Words have meanings. And we've got to stop changing the meanings. And this is part of the crap we're going to need to fight over in the next few years. We're going to have to fight over protecting our religion, religious rights. Because guess who's going to destroy our religious rights? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. AOC. Bernie Sanders. Warnock. Who's running for Senate in Georgia today. We've got to stop changing words. Because if you think we're too far out from Canadian law, where if I misgender you, and I use misgender in air quotes because that's not a thing, if I sit back and call you a he and you actually want to be called a they, I can get fined or go to jail. We could end up with commissions. There's actually already Nancy Pelosi wants to put a diversity commission into the House. This diversity commission is going to be all about gendering correctly and all about um, all about anti-racism, which I think is a bullshit thing too. All of this stuff that is not this country. And how long, when they put a commission in there, how long before a commission like that becomes like the EPA? And then suddenly we have a diversity agency. And then that agency starts creating laws that we have to follow and can get fined for. We're not that far from that. That's where Canada is already. Canada is throwing people, is fining people for misgendering. This is what we need to fight. This is why this election in Georgia is so important. This is why it's important to always point out, what an idiot, a man, a woman, what? It's not even the same thing. This is why it's important to point out, why will you say monotheistic God, and in his speech, God, the G is lowercase, but you'll say Brahma. You'll bring up the Hindu God, Brahma. Why? Why? Because in that one sentence, he attacked Judeo-Christian values, which, by the way, is the basis of the Constitution. Even though the Constitution is technically secular, it's still the basis of the Constitution. And one of the reasons you attack the Judeo-Christian is Christian principles is because then you can attack the Constitution. And you can see, that's why anti-racist movement is so dangerous.
because it's sitting back and saying, no, we've that constitution is just systemically it's not. That's stupid. And I dare anyone to point to me where in the constitution does it say anything about systemic anything systemically racist. Matter of fact, all of the slave owners who were men who wrote the constitution actually argued slavery needed to go away. If anything, they knew that the Constitution defined that slavery needed to go away. You could read that. You could read that in the um, Federalist Papers. They said that several times. So this is the stuff we need to fight. That's why. Okay, Trump lost the election. Um, I'm sorry. I disagree with everyone. Any of my friends that said, and I belong to a group called the Deplorer deplorables on Facebook. They all say, it's coming, it's coming. Dude, we've been hearing this for two months. Nothing's coming. Donald Trump is this objections for tomorrow. More than likely, Mike Pence is going to overrule the objections because they have no basis. Nothing is going to come of tomorrow. I truly believe that. Uh, Just like nothing came in the 2016 elections when the Democrats did the same thing. But it is legal. It is part of the process. So, it's a good thing. Okay, you can follow me on Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics. You can follow me at Twitter at Runnin' Fool, R U N N I N F E W L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can view all of my uh, links. I also have a couple of links I'll probably talk about tomorrow. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and Happy New Year. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>